Evan, I cooked today. I don't believe you. I'm eating the fruits of my labor. This mush. That is egg salad. Mm-hmm. I even looked up. I literally typed into Google how to boil an egg. I mean, you know, I had the general idea, you know, water, pot, etc. It barely qualifies, but I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm proud of you, but. <laughs> yes. Uh, I can't, I can't bring like, myself to do <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. How are you doing? Welcome back to the IO panel. This is episode 73 on a fine uh, September 2nd, 2017. Thanks for coming back out to listen to us again. Um, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing fine on uh, this September 2nd. How are you, James? Uh, September 2nd is treating me quite well. Michael, how is your September 2nd? My September 2nd has gotten off to a slow start, but I have a feeling things are going to pick up. I feel like things are picking right up. Me too. September 2nd. (laughs) September 2nd. Woo! Uh, uh, Pickle Rick, good to be back. (laughs) I was about to say that. (laughs) Good to be back, man. Good to to be on this side of the earth doing uh, another podcast with you guys. Um, How how was your week, Evan? Well. Somebody once told me that. It it started off so great. (laughs) Yeah, it started off so great. High hopes, big dreams, all brought down by uh, lead singer ego or legitimate sickness. At this point, that's unknown. Uh, maybe a little bit of both. But, yeah, I was supposed to see the great Smash Mouth on Thursday. And uh, as it turned out, the concert was not only um, accompanied by the aforementioned Sickness of the lead singer, who did not leave the tour bus for soundcheck, but also many, many inches of rain and tornado warnings, which I braved gallantly to see the wonderful Smash Mouth and was significantly disappointed when they canceled the show 20 minutes before doors opened. But I did get an email yesterday, which happens to be the day after the concert was supposed to be saying hey don't mean to uh put a crimp in your plans but we're gonna have to reschedule so thank you Ticketfly. um <clears throat> yeah it looks like he had a he was hospitalized for a heart problem mm. that's it's no the, good that's what the interwebs are saying 19 hours ago he's got no heart steve harwell still <laughs> rank still ranks for the web to give a shit about what's happening to him so well I guess if he had to have a heart issue, Memphis is a pretty good place to have it because there is a very good hospital, the Baptist Memorial Heart Institute, um, about ten miles away from downtown where the where the uh, venue where the show is going to be played. So lucky him. Go. There you go. So I feel like that concert literally is like. 
20 minutes of him of the him talking to the crowd and then uh playing hey now you're a rock star playing that song that was then... their that was going to be their finale so something i started doing within the last 6 months was if i have a concert that i'm going to i'll look up the uh the set list that they're going to be playing so i can be prepared ahead of time so I'll feel superior to all the other concert goers who don't know what the set list is going to be. They don't know what they're going to play. It doesn't always work because maybe it's the first stop of the tour or something. So it's not a foolproof plan. But I queued up all their um, their whole set list on, on YouTube. And in case you didn't know, most of their songs are between two and a half and three minutes long. So classic radio play from the 1950s, I guess. Huh. Um I think the grand total duration was just about 50 minutes, which is a little short for a headlining act. They'll usually go, you know, hour and a half or so. Um, so there was probably some crowd work being thrown in there. Would they, um, crowd do they have new stuff? I don't think they have any new albums. So they're just um, playing, they're just playing their, it's like a top, a top ten who's who of Smash Mouth's greatest hits. Yeah, it's like a it's a greatest hits with a couple of, you know, uh, rare tracks thrown in there. Some that I can't imagine that anyone would actually listen to on purpose if it wasn't forced upon them. <laughs> Jesus Christ! A couple of rare maymays mixed in. Yeah, but um, listening through their their song list, their their uh, their set list. You know, I went to the concert because of. The lulls because of the memes, but um, <laughs> they actually have some decent lyrics. I mean, I, so I, I, I appreciate as, them as as much as I as much as I like to talk shit. I I'll bet you it would have been a good concert. I'll bet you oh, would have been a good. Oh, time. for sure. Yeah. So I uh, I hope they are going to actually reschedule and not think you know it's such a small stop on their tour that. Fuck it, just give them a refund. I would actually like to see them. So I hope they do come back. I'm sure you, I'm sure they'll come back. Anything else? No, that was all the disappointment I could handle for the week. Uh, what, Mike, what about you? I know Mike Michael Michael is a he's a ever never ending pool of depravity and disappointment. So what what <laughs> what disappointed you? What broke you down this this it's week, a Michael? Disappointment magnet. What took you into tears and convulsions? curled up in a fetal position in a dark room this week. Hmm. Well, what didn't James? What well, we it? had the we had something that had the quite opposite <laughs> effect on me. Uh you and I started working out. That's right. We went to the hey. gym. Hey. Went to the game. Yep. The game. Game? You ob- oh, observed <laughs> observed the weights yeah. and the body movements. That's right. We went into there. We went in there and took pictures. Stood around and left. You got to survey. Yeah, survey the area. Become comfortable. Yeah, with the, with the arena, and then do battle. We mm-hmm. actually did do that with one gym, but uh... I believe you. Yeah, <laughs> you did that with your apartment gym. You took pictures and left. I have. Um, the, well, I we have worked, proof. We worked out at the gym down here, and then we actually went over to the other building just to see what equipment they had. Okay. Yeah, and we uh, Michael came to me, and I went to Michael. So. We uh, I think we got a, I think we we've got a, even though we haven't picked it back up yet this week, and we probably should, but um, for the weekend, yeah, hey, we did we did well, we did well. We're we're gonna do if we can get three a week, 
I'll be yeah. happy with that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Three a week will be good. Yeah. Now, so. is the plan to go to each other's places or no. find neutral territory somewhere in the middle? No, he, he, he said when we first talked about this, um, we kind of decided, okay, well, he's like, I'll come up. I'll come up there. We'll work out. And then after he came up, I said, you know what? If he's willing to come up here, I'll go down there. So I went down there, and his gym's actually really nice. So we might alternate still, like every now and again or something. Um, but I don't mind driving down there. Like it's, I don't know. I feel like if you make it a destination, it's easier to just do it. You mm-hmm. know, like you get in the car and you go. You know, I mean, I could see myself doing it. The only time I wouldn't do it, want to do it, is if I'm torn up. Like I'm just super tired. Like uh, we, we were supposed to go on. It was a Thursday. It was Thursday. We were supposed mm-hmm. to go Thursday. And man, my knee was killing me from Wednesday's leg day. My knee was killing me so bad that I just like couldn't do anything, and it was still hurting even yesterday. So um, I am feels- curious about what you guys did. I'm going to ask that in a second. But do you think it would be advantageous for both of you to find a Planet Fitness somewhere in the middle and pay that ten dollars a month? Maybe, maybe we need to maybe we need to work up to that. Okay. Maybe, but I, I also feel I feel that the stuff that we had stuff that he and I are gonna do can be met by both of our both or the three gyms that are all free that we already pay for between us. Mm-hmm. And Michael's gym is very nice actually, and there's a lot of good equipment there. The only thing that's missing is like some good leg stuff, but the other gym in his building has a, a, an additional leg machine. Um so yeah, and I'm pretty cheap. I uh, I could be paying that money to Hulu, That's and true. being upset that I'm getting a Hulu getting a Hulu membership I don't use, which is the <laughs> case right now. So, I was um, just considering the you know 40 minute drive or so. Oh yeah, but I don't mind. I mean, I drive for me. I drive five minutes to work, and Michael walks across the street to work. So basically, we neither of us are doing a crazy commute. And if I I don't mind driving at night because there's no one on the road, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's a nice. It's a nice kind of drain that a pull, nice kind of come down from like you worked out, then you get in the car, you drive back home, you know, stop by fucking, you stop know, by McDonald's, get some. Yeah, I earned this. Get, yeah, I earned this some, shake. Get some McMuffins or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I want you guys to do the math and figure out how often you're each gonna spend extra gas money to go that forty minutes each way, and if that gas money is less than. A ten dollar membership to Planet Fitness halfway, then I support your decision. But then you got to factor in the 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 money of gas money to to the Planet Fitness. Correct. All right, so Ed, we're going to need some serious spreadsheets so for this. It, is it, <laughs> crunch some numbers. I'll call my dad. <laughs> there we go. Make it happen. Yeah. Right. So my- what what did you uh, creatively do with your first routine together? What was your floor routine? Um, I mean, it, it, both days were a mess. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't know what you you go to the gym and you don't know what's going on in there, you just kind of go in there and poke around and pull on things. That's basically what we did. Kick we're like, the we're working, we're working out arms today, and we're down there like going like shaking or something. I don't know what we're doing, you know. Whatever but, we did you know, stuff. We sweat and it hurt, so it must have done something, you know. Uh-huh. And we said this day was arms, and then we did legs. So well, we did we did, we did treadmill, cardio, treadmill, yeah. yeah, did treadmill on the first day, um, and then we worked out arms pretty much. Then the second day, oh, we did some crunches too. 
Yeah, we did crap. How'd that go? For... Well, you know, about yeah, about as well as you'd expect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. then the second day we did treadmill. Well, I did treadmill. James, I don't think, uh, could get on a treadmill. There wasn't one, wasn't one available at the moment. Yeah, I did the uh, so, is it elliptical. Yeah. Yeah, I did the elliptical. I hate those things. I don't have the coordination. They just feel so weird. Dude, I, I normally have that problem with ellipticals, too, but this one was a pretty nice one, man, but, oh, my God, I got my sweat on. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It's like it's like running and climbing stairs at the same time. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's my going to be my new go-to thing from now on because the elliptical, felt I felt like you get, like, a real challenge, and also I could, like, do the elliptical, and I know, like, this time I barely could do five minutes on it without dying. So if I do that a little bit every day, you know, then maybe I could get to a point where I can be like, okay, I can do 10 minutes, you know, like that's something basically I could gauge the amount of time to know improvement, to see improvement. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to go pull some weights and you're like, you don't know what you're doing and you're not keeping track. Like I should probably, I was sitting there when we were working out and I was like, I should really be writing all this in a book. Like we should be keeping some kind of kind of lifting journal or something. Um, but you I was should. like, we're way too filthy casual for that. So... <laughs> True. You could you work know. in the elliptical uh, with some interval training. You know, go all out for thirty seconds. What does that really mean, Evan? Interval training. It, training. What is? What is? Into. What? What is a train? What's in? <laughs> what does in mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was so a good time. You, you should look into that. I'm uh, glad you guys are. Making that commitment. It was fun. It was actually fun. I had a good time. I think I think working out with someone like you and I used to work out together, and working out with Michael is a little bit easier. Working out with someone is, is easier than just being like, all right, I'm going to go to the gym, you know, because you don't have anyone to push you. Like, Michael's like, what are you doing, guy? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, he and I were talking about our excuses on the first day. It's like, well, if Michael doesn't text me, and then I don't text him, and he's like, if James doesn't text me, <laughs> you know? But, yeah, it worked out well. I think we had a good time. So are you in a secret competition with him that he doesn't know about? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> No, I'm not. There's because there's some places where I'm clearly better than Michael, and there's some places where he's clearly better than me. Like he gotcha. could just walk on the treadmill for like hours and be like, "All right, it's cool," you know. And I'm like, "No, nah, I can't do that." Like I'll do it for a while, and I'm like, Mm-mm, "I can't do this," <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move right along, man. So, Michael, cool. what else? What else? What else? Anything else happened this week that you're excited about? Oh, well, we had a nice time last night. Yeah, we had a barbecue. With, uh... Labor Day Friends, barbecue thing. Romantic wine, flowers, candles. Wine and cheese. Wine and cheese, me and Michael holding hands. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we, we went to uh, Jamie's house. He had a barbecue in his backyard. And it was Dave's birthday, so. Were there any time. apples involved? App- apples? Yeah. Blapples? No. Blapples? No one threw an apple or lighters into the fire? No, no. Uh, actually, Dave, Phil put uh, uh, a strip of black cats in the fire. <laughs> so inside... Like, none of us knew it was in there. I didn't know it was in there. And then yeah, I was like, doo, I, know. Doo, doo, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what, Philly does that shit all the time. It drives you crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, he's was, like the new Jamie. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, that's a competition that you don't want to see get too active. Well, <laughs> it's true. There's a poop in a Facebook chat. So yeah, so, uh, I'm glad I'm not a part of that. 
Yeah, I'm gonna invite you. Send you an invite. Don't. <laughs> All right. What else do we got going on here? Do let's, not. Uh, let's on on the on that note. Let's jump into the news. <laughs> well, let's move right along. Steamroll past that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of steaming rolls. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> the first article go. here is not poop related. There we go. What do we um, got? So, in its benevolence, the Food and Drug Administration has decided that uh, perhaps MDMA, as we all know by its street name of X, ecstasy, E, etc., is Molly. People say is Molly. I'm rolling hard, yes, bro. I believe Molly is ecstasy as well. That's, that's probably one of the more current. Uh, that's molybdenum. No, that's molybendium. <laughs> yeah, just Molly Cyrus. Just a picture of Molly Cyrus you put in your mouth. Molly Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever that is. Yeah. <laughs> Molly Cyrus is. That's what she calls her toe. Her Molly toe. Cyrus. It's her conjoined twin in the womb. It was Ooh. absorbed into her body. Ugh. That's right. It's just a uh, it's just a growth on her arm now. <laughs> it's always smiling. Dude, what, what was that from South Park or Family Guy? They it was a, uh, a Family Guy. He had chip. No, no, no. There was uh, the the fat opera singer from American Idol. Oh, that was uh, Futurama. Oh, it was Futurama. <laughs> Where that was Leela's Boyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lilo's Boyle, yeah. Yeah. It's Susan Boyle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good <laughs> shit. Okay. <laughs> Enough track here. So the FDA has finally recognized that um, ecstasy has the potential to be used as a uh, treatment for PTSD, which is sort of, you know, it's been known for the next, for the last 40 years, but. Um, you know, a lot of drugs are sort of off limits for therapeutic testing due to whatever classification they have. Now, there's another group called MAPS, which is the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, who conducts all these trials sort of privately, uh, and they make their results public. And they've been trying to, they've been doing these studies since, you know, for two decades, not since 1986, three decades now. Um, sort of trying to convince the higher ups that this has potential. So, uh, there is a phase three trial of, uh, MDMA for treatment of PTSD scheduled to take place in 2018. And while it's not, you know, a huge scientific development or leap in technology or treatment or anything like that, um, it is a step in the right direction for, acceptance that some of these things that were often thought of as so, you know, bad and negatively stigmatized that they can actually be of some use for serious problems. For instance, not in this article, but people who are struggling with uh, opioid addictions have been, you know, it's not guaranteed by any means, but have shown a complete 180, you know, like no, no signs of addiction after one session of uh lsd or you know some psilocybin mushrooms or something like that so there's definitely potential in these drugs that uh should be accepted so that's all i have to say about that hmm. i'm excited about mda md may i'm kind of scared of it but 
you know, interested at the same time, only scared because the whole thing, like, eats away at your brain. So people said that. I don't know if that's true or not. Because I think, you know, people say things... I don't know. Is it is it true? That's the question. It is true. However, I'm pretty sure it takes repeated massive amounts to do it, which is, you know, similar with any drug. If you take a little bit of heroin, you have a good time. If you take a lot of heroin, you're probably going to die. So is this like Pepsi gives you cancer? Like you have to drink like a Pepsi a second for the next 35 years and then you get cancer for sure? Probably. So the same thing with it. So uh, lots and lots and lots, a ridiculous amount of ecstasy. Yeah. So that's that's what I kind of feel like. I feel like that it might be a lot of the stuff we've heard about it because apparently, I mean, I heard about this earlier this week from on ETC News, and they were talking about how you know ecstasy in small in reasonable small doses, maybe not recreation recreationally, but for this use is not bad. Say that. Say that again. Non-recreational ecstasy in small doses is good for the purposes of dealing with PTSD. I see. And well said. Understanding. It seems like a lot of the a lot of the help things that help people who have PTSD is immersion therapy or therapy that allows them to talk about what they're having post-traumatic stress about in a non-confrontational, non-violent, non. In a non-confrontational way, or they mm-hmm. can confront it in a non-aggressive way. That's the key thing, and it, a lot of the seem a lot of the things that seem to mitigate it are, uh, I smoked pot, and you know, or I was on shrooms. Like a friend of mine who had suffered from real, like very bad PTSD, um, he did lots of shrooms, mm-hmm. and he and had ayahuasca. I don't, I don't know what that is. Is that a that's like the Peruvian witch doctor tea. It, it's DMT. Oh. No, no, no. I don't know about that. But he just said shrooms, or mushrooms. But mm-hmm. and he said that helped him, uh, helped him um, deal with his issues. Now he doesn't take shrooms anymore, or maybe he does. I don't know. But it's not a he does he doesn't like need shrooms to live. But he said his PTSD basically just went away. Like he dealt with it. And then there's you know the air you know people were exploring the airsoft immersion therapy where they give soldiers harmless airsoft guns and they have them reenact those moments that terrify them the most so that they can, you know, they reassociate those moments with a harmless airsoft game. So it seems like associating, reassociating, understanding, and looking at those incidents on the outside view is really good. So if this helps people do that, then I think it's fine. You know, I mean, PTSD is a serious problem. And the thing is, we think of PTSD as like, oh, soldiers get PTSD, you know, but cops get it, Mm -hmm. you know, emergency uh, first responders get it. Um, rape victims get it. Child abuse victims. People are like, oh, she's traumatized. That's PTSD, dude. And that's what PTSD is, basically. You know what I mean? That's the core of what PTSD is. Um, you know. Yeah. And so, since you mentioned, um, a lot of people get help. You know, sort of talking through it. If some smaller doses of a uh, a substance that kind of I don't want to say loosens you up, but sort of brings down any internal, you know, walls that you may yeah. put up in your head. You know, that can really be um, effective in combination with uh, therapy. Like alcohol. <clears throat> I I was making that 
you know, connection in my head, but I, I didn't want to say that because alcohol has a lot of negative side effects for a lot of people. Yeah, alcohol might not. I mean, see, the thing is, I think, and, and honestly, I've never done ecstasy, but everything I've heard about ecstasy, and one of our friends was a, a heavy user of ecstasy back in the day, um, everything that I've heard from him and other people who've done it is that it's like kind of like weed, where weed mellows you out ecstasy kind of makes you happy Mm -hmm. you know because it's like i guess it's an overdose of serotonin or something like that so you just kind of are happy and relax and you know it's basically it's not a depressant you know so you're not like uh you know you're kind of jacked and not jacked up in a way of like i'm gonna murder some babies you know it's not like that (laughs) you know so yeah it's not bath salts it's not bath salts exactly pcp yeah exactly so I think that there's something here, and I will approve it. It's going to get my stamp of approval when it comes across my desk. Yeah, mine too. Yep. Mike, All right. Stamp approved. Yeah. Co-signed. Sure. You don't care about the well-being of mankind. He doesn't. I don't. And he's he's so straight edge. He doesn't know it's good for him. You know that. He's like smoking them tweeds. <laughs> smoking that reefer grass. Marijuana with an H. Yeah. <laughs> Marijuana. All right, Michael. What do we got? Closing up. Closing shot. Is this a reference to uh, closing time? No, time? It's is not. that the next concert? Uh, no. Is that Sugar Ray? No. No, that's uh, a Semisonic. 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 Eve Six. Eve Six. Eve Six. Eve Six. Semisonic was the other. The the band's called. The song's called Semisonic, right? Um, the closing time. Closing time is by Semisonic. Oh. Oh. Okay. So Eve Six is. Eve I don't remember a, what Eve Six does. They they're another band that came out the same town as Simsonic thing. I they're all the same out. Stuff. Yeah, I could be. Yeah, they're all the same. Right, same yeah. as the Wallflowers and all that. Um, this is also <laughs> my article. Just a quick mention of one of our favorite companies, uh, Juicero. Jeez, oh, update the create. Yeah, <laughs> the creator of the first seven hundred dollar, then four hundred dollar, then two hundred dollar internet connected juicer that uses proprietary juice bags that you can just. Cut open and pour into a glass without buying the machine. Um, has announced they are no more. They're offering uh, customers up to 90 days to file for a refund. They are uh, not selling any more of their juice pouches or machines. And they are giving their remaining employees 60 days notice. So I don't rip- get how this ever became a fucking thing. Like, it's, how did it get this far? Dude, because Internet of Blank was so huge. Yeah, and it's dude, it's it's, it's Silicon but, Valley. But Silicon make it a Valley, real, like, make it an actual juicer, not a thing that dispenses packets of bullshit. I mean, dude. It, so I fine. Get give me were, give me a Jack Lalane juicer with an Ethernet jack on the back of it, and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make that with Jack Lalane's actual <laughs> severed hand. You guys know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, I used to have one. But, Mike, how are you going to be trendy and wasteful at the same time if you don't have these prepackaged juice pouches? <laughs> like, how much garbage could I produce? <laughs> yeah. You saw the going back to Futurama with the individually wrapped pieces of Oreo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the top half, the bottom half, and then the, the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so you unwrap all three of those. Assemble them, disassemble it, lick the cream off, and throw the cookies away. 
that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's good. Yeah, so this is just so fucking stupid, man. Like, I'm like, how did this ever become a company? Who thought, like, yeah, this is a great idea. I mean, how did this fucking, I'd be like, uh, I'd be like, like, in the middle of the media, I'd be like, uh, what are you guys talking about? Are you serious? Do you really want to do this? Like, hell yeah, man. Woo! I wonder if this got sort of included in a in a venture capital portfolio. Oh, you mean they like kinda, this they just kind of like... like shove money at a bunch of stuff and hope one of them takes off? Oh, okay. No, I, I think what happens is these guys these guys came up with an idea and they pitched it and they went to the right people and they had the right pitch and they had the right numbers and everything like that and they said we're gonna make we're gonna make this we're gonna make juicing easier. And that's the thing. In Silicon Valley, they're always trying to make something easier, which is great, you know, but at the same time, this was was a was poorly executed because they just they made this bag and they made this all this machine does is squeeze the juice out and they they price it at a ridiculous price. So if they had made the price more palatable and made their and, and complexified the process inside, like you put in a single banana, you know, with the skin or some shit like that. You know, if they had, if they had found a way to make it, you know, a little bit, but instead they didn't. They made this like really dumb thing where you had to buy these packets and make more trash. It's just fucking crazy, you know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get it though. I when I saw this, I was like, this is this is Silicon Valley. There's a lot of products like this out there that you're like, why does this exist? You know. This is like one step away from being fucking something you'd see on like for 19.99 on QVC, and you'd be like, "How's this a product? How's this a thing?" I tell you what, they're collect- collectors' items now. Yeah, collecting yeah, dust. You can fucking have them. <laughs> I was looking online, it's looking to see if I could find like a a, a glut of the juice packets somewhere. It's like, like a- <laughs> 300 Juicero juice packets expired two months ago. <laughs> yeah, it's like done. <laughs> E-packet from China. Yeah, we'll see. Juicero. Too bad. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll mourn your loss. I never really got to taste your juice. Um. All right, what do we got next here? We're 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 into sh- we're, we're zooming through, man. We're we're stranger yeah. danger. What's going that, on? Just so we're all clear, that was the only uh, worthwhile news of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, there's other no, news, did, but that's somebody, all right. Didn't somebody die? Somebody died. Yeah, freedom. Well, statistically, yes, someone did die. <laughs> did you guys see Trump over in? Uh, he made his his appearance in Texas. Yeah, no. he's he, like, what? A, what a great crowd came out today. We're doing great things. Everything's great. The fucking idiot, man. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, man. He, he oh. girded himself in the Texas flag. Yeah, basically. Anyway. Did everyone in the crowd do the pledge to Texas? We pledge to Texas and our governor. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. All right. Well, anyway, we'll leave, we'll leave Trump to Trump. And uh, so this uh, there was a uh, a hack against Instagram, and a hacker claims to have six million um, sets of data for uh, celebrities. So Ooh. it's called Doxagram. Now and it's like six million high profile Instagram accounts. So it's like it's not passwords for the accounts, but it's like their their name, their email, their phone numbers, you know, like basically all their contact information. Hmm. And you could purchase it online from some database. 
for $10 per search or whatever. It says says $10 per lookup. That seems reasonable. I wonder if it only charges you if it um, comes back with a result. Like if you search for some obscure Danish celebrity and they're not in there, do you still get charged? Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. That'd be a bad business model if if it that weren't the case. I just tried uh, the the domain name and it didn't work. Oh, but, the feds uh, are onto them. Maybe you have to be on the dark web or something. I don't know. Right. Hmm. I'm uh, I'm torn about how I feel about that. It's uh, they said it was due to a a weakness in the Instagram mobile API. Mm-hmm. Specifically in the password reset option, which exposed mobile numbers and email addresses of the users in the JSON response or JSON. Okay. So it's not so, like you click reset password and then there's a checkbox that says show all account details. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> Um, this is kind of related, um, although, so Selena Gomez, her Instagram account was also hacked. Um, basically someone took it over and they posted some nude photos of Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. who is her ex-boyfriend, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has the most followed account on Instagram. 125 million followers. Did we see Beeb's mule? I believe so. Ooh. But these are these are photos that were leaked or you know posted on the internet a long time ago. So yeah. Oh okay. Yep. So that's it. Excellent. So I will so. I will check both of those out later. Oh, is this next? Is this next article about Beeb's mule? Um, no, but close. <laughs> so you guys remember the fappening that happened maybe a couple years ago? Yeah. Yep. Celebrities' iCloud's accounts were hacked, so that keeps on happening. Mm-hmm. I guess people just don't learn. But when so, you say hacked, you mean weak password security? Yeah. Okay. Or, you know, or they took over their email account somehow and then did a password reset and, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. So <clears throat> the latest one now, so there was one from a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. And now that, that one included like Emma Watson, Amanda Seyfried. Um, that was called the Fappening 2.0. Mm-hmm. Now this one's called Fappening 2017. And this includes people like Anne Hathaway, Miley Cyrus, Kristen Stewart. Catherine McPhee, I don't know who that is, golfer Tiger Woods, and his ex, Lindsey Vaughn, mm-hmm. among others. Who wants to see Tiger Woods' mule? Probably a lot of chicks. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. <laughs> Michael, let's get a link to these photos just so we know that we're not getting trolled here. And also for news, because it's news. Send mm-hmm. me a link. I'll work on that. You will examine it in private later for validation. Yeah. You got it. Mm -hmm. I will vet it. 
thoroughly and vigorously with much gusto. <laughs> What's next? Just between us, I have allegedly seen some of the alleged leaks and uh not bad. <laughs> He's like, not bad. Fair enough. Alright, well sorry about that. So next up, um there's a message going around on Facebook. And if you receive this message, it's a virus, so watch out. What is the message? Please send it to us. <laughs> it's a, uh, I mean, all it is is a, it's a link. You know, you get sent a link. It's like, hey, check out this video. Mm. And Is it, it like those Ray-Ban ads that people click on and then, like, spam periodically? Uh, sort of. It's, this one's just, it's like, hey, check out this video. And it's a it's a Bitly link. Mm. It takes you to a website, and then the website infects you. Stop gotcha. working on this stuff, guys. But you get this: it works on Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. Oh wow! Yeah. Now, I wonder what the infection does on fancy non-Windows systems. Does it just like steal your browser data, like whatever you're currently logged into? Because that could be. Dangerous. It's uh let's see, it looks like it's it's having them download uh a malicious Chrome extension. Hmm. And the extension is actually a downloader that downloads a file of the attacker's choice to the victim's computer. <laughs> Maybe they're gonna send him an e a birthday e card. Yeah. Yeah, birthday e-card. I should send one of those to Dave. You should. It's a good move for friends to do to friends. Mm -hmm. Do you mean a birthday card or this virus link? (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) Why not both? (laughs) Either way. (laughs) Exactly. Oh. So, um, next up we have pacemakers that are vulnerable to a attack. Internet of hearts. Yep. Oh, God. So, this is a pacemaker made by Abbott Laboratories, previously St. Jude Medical. <laughs> um, the F- FDA sent out a security notice that almost half a million pacemakers are vulnerable to an attack and require a critical software update to protect them. It sounds kind of ridiculous, but I guess it's really not. I wouldn't have thought that pacemakers need software. I would have thought they'd be like a, a simple mechanism, but I guess things have gotten more advanced in the last 40 years. Yeah, it says uh, this: uh, the vulnerability could allow someone to access a patient's device using commercially available equipment. And they could modify programming commands which could result in patient harm from rapid battery depletion or administration of inappropriate pacing. Yeah, mm. sounds, sounds pretty bad. Yeah. Probably the latter is the more dangerous. Well, rapid battery depletion just means it'll the thing will die and then you're fucked. Yeah, but I mean, at least it won't immediately 
cause your heart to beat out of control. But then, depending on how True. fast the battery can be depleted, maybe it heats up the pacemaker and, like, singes your heart. Burns you out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my ticker's gone. It's got me. Yep, so if you know anyone with a pacemaker, now might be the time to warn them. Or have them talk to their doctor be like, hey. Hmm. Very good. Are you feeling well paced? So this article I thought was interesting just because it uh, appeared in a in a mainstream newspaper, for lack of a better term. Uh, USA Today. Uh, one mistake people make using public Wi-Fi. It's like, yeah, using public Wi-Fi. So they said, avoid doing anything you would not want anyone in the world to know while you're connected to public Wi-Fi. It says, it doesn't matter how safe the connection seems to be. Your computer is vulnerable because you have no idea who is really in charge of that router. Yeah. Um, And they go on to say, um, you should use like a file sharing service. You know, if you need to share something out like iCloud or Google Drive or something like that. And then they go on to recommend that you turn off file sharing on your computer. So I thought it was interesting. I mean, that's, dude, if you turn, if they have that on, you have a problem. They tell you how to do it here in the article on Windows and on a Mac. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know why you'd have file sharing turned on unless you turned yeah. it on, but, you know. Yeah, it's not on by default. So how do you. How do you like you know? I don't I don't know how you get there. How you get to that point where you're like, oh yeah, my credit card's on. I mean, my my credit card, my my, my file sharing's <laughs> on. Mm-hmm. Now something not related to that topic, um, but related to something you said. We all know what it means to hang up a phone or roll down a window, but you probably heard the argument that. You know, kids these days, if you say roll down a window and it's all like automatic, they don't have to, you know, crank the handle or anything. It, do- it loses some of its original meaning. Right. Do you think people will eventually question the word newspaper? Because <laughs> there won't be. <laughs> yeah, any well, more I paper like felt copies? stupid saying it. I'm like in the newspaper and I'm like, I didn't really see it on the newspaper. I saw it on usatoday.com. Yeah. Which is the newspaper's website. So, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I don't even know if USA Today still is a newspaper. I think so. I don't wouldn't they know. Have, I'm pretty sure they have uh, I'll go check. They still have like a newspaper section at Barnes & Noble, right? I know Borders used to have an international newspaper section. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so you're going to go to your local newsstand, Evan? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I movie I loved when I was a kid? But Newsies. Yep. Ha! Ah! Yep, I was pumped to see that in the theaters. But it's... it's don't... It's trash. Don't see it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen that. And I was like, ooh, filthy children. Yep. Dressed in, their about... Sunday, dressed in their Sunday best at all times. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, the fifties was a hard time to live, huh? Yeah, like the eighteen fifties, or whatever that's set. But yeah, yeah, the turn of the century. Yeah, it was set like what, like eighteen ninety or nineteen ten, uh, Industrial or some Revolution shit. era, something like that. Yeah. Good times. Well, yeah, you're right, Evan. Actually, I was saying that to someone the other day. I was like, "Yeah, hang up the phone," and I was like, "Hang it up, like." <laughs> Like, and that didn't occur to me until just now. Was that because the phones back then were all wall mounted? I believe so. Hmm. I uh learned something today. <laughs> or even if they weren't wall mounted, they were you still hung the thing up on its cradle or receiver or whatever you call it. Right. You know? So yeah, now it's like hang up. What do you mean? What does that mean? You mean push end? Yeah. <laughs> you push the the call end button. Like then that it's like who makes a phone call? Like uh, people call me now. I'm like, what is this? Like, it used to be such an amazing piece of technology, and now it's just an annoyance. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny? I've I've come to realize now that these things are. I mean, of course, everyone knows this now, but it's it's not really a phone anymore. I mean, I mean, it is a phone, right. but it acts like a phone. It has the functionality of a phone. It has the functionality of a computer, really. Yeah, with a phone. Yes, it's an always-on, internet-connected computer, basically. That doesn't juice. It doesn't. Fucking useless. Can't be respected. Nope. Anyone who doesn't juice can't be respected. Whether they're a person or a piece of technology. Whether they're a vegan naturopath or Dr. Tony Huge, the the term juice means different things. But either way, if you don't juice, you're trash. Correct. Stay swell and swole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Stay swollen, my, swole, my, my friends. friends of freedom, pioneers of human evolution. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, oh man! I watched this video on the guy who died, and he is a charismatic dude. Doctor Tony Huge is believable. He's he's amazing. A face and voice you can trust. Yes, in these times. Of harsh steroid confusion. Do you know he's a lawyer? I believe it. He practices law in Florida. When he's not traveling to exotic Asian countries with his best friend, Coach Trevor. <laughs> whose whose vascularity <laughs> is unmatched. <laughs> is he a vascular oh, man? He is. Oh, his vascularity is unmatched. A man with unmatched vascularity. <laughs> oh, God. That's something you don't say or hear enough, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I just Google imaged him. Yeah, I see what you mean. He is a very vascular man. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I got to see this. Everyone do yourself a favor and Google image Dr. Tony Huge and Coach Trevor. We'll We'll take a... A moment of silence while you appreciate. But, you know, not really. Should we move on to (laughs) sci-fi? Wow, he is vascular as fuck. (laughs) 
Yeah, so in sci-fi, I uh, these are some shows I actually always meant to watch but never did. Mm-hmm. So on the sci-fi channel, there's a, a show called Killjoys. It's been resu- It's been renewed for two more seasons, but then it's done. They say, okay, after these two more seasons, then it's done. So it's going to have three seasons total. And then there's another show called Dark Matter, mm-hmm. which has now been canceled after its third season. People like Dark Matter. I don't know why. Um, and I've never even heard of Killjoys. I've never heard of Killjoys. I have. I think I have the first two seasons of Dark Matter, though I've never yeah. watched it. People like Dark Matter, and I didn't like it because it's just very... See, my problem with sci-fi is they don't invest the time or energy to do a good job at anything. They're comfortable doing a below-average job at everything. You know, like they really should take all their money from all these shite shows and making 17 copies, uh, 17 versions of fucking uh, Killosaurus Rex or whatever fucking dumb movie they're thinking about coming out with. And then Sharknado 18 or whatever and make one really good space opera and let it be on for like eight or nine seasons like Battlestar Galactica. You know, like one good one. Battlestar Galactica and Game of Thrones have shown us that fantasy and sci-fi can be very good. And Sci-Fi Channel just, they keep cranking out these fucking garbage shows. Dude, zombie, what was it, the zombie one with DJ Qualls? Ugh. (laughs) Fucking kill me, dude. These guys are so bad. I actually heard it was pretty good. It's horrible. Look, man. If you okay, look, you're I know you're fucking Z filthy casual Z and a Nation. pleb. Okay. So you could watch this stuff and just be like, okay, I'll just let myself let my immersion just become my acceptance of like what's good become very bad and you know, drink my fucking brondo and watch this TV. Okay? But I need a higher <sighs> level of quality, okay? I don't want to watch something that's like unpractical, doesn't make sense. Like these people have fucking laser pistols and they're like running around like we need to get these this whatever, you know? I'm like, come on, man. You know? We're there in a fucking spaceship. And this is the bullshit they do. Just, I'm just I'm I can't get with it, dude. I can't. I'm sorry. Well, I've been watching The Expanse, which is also a sci fi show. And but that's that, based that has on, been excellent. That's based on quality quality source material. Right. That's why I don't agree that it's quality, but I know enough people agree to the quality that I, that I will be comf- I'm comfortable in saying that is at least decent source material. This is just like basically all these other shows are rehashes of the same show, the basic three story arc, and heroes are happy, heroes do a mission, heroes get into trouble, someone or either hero saves heroes or all heroes are saved, heroes solve problem. Everyone high fives the end, show over. It's the same same every time, you know? It's depressing, to say the least. Hmm. Well, there you have it. I guess that's why they're not renewed then. I don't know. Now, in all fairness, the, when you mentioned the, the crap movies, yeah, I don't think the Sci-Fi Channel actually makes those. I think they're just airing them. I wouldn't air them. They know people will watch them. They're they can, I think they travesty. can get them for. I think they can get them for cheap. That's probably what it, it is. If I was gonna, if I was gonna, if I was gonna put that on, I'd say garbage movie time, and I would let them know. 
If the guy from Sharknado said, we've made another one, do you want to pick it up? <laughs> we've got Tara Reed, Tara Reed again, and Ian whatever from fucking 90210 Flame. Are you interested? Well, we have free a free slot in crap movie time. He's like, wait, wait, wait. This is my, this is my work. This is my... I love this work. You my, can't put it in crap my movie time. Oeuvre, my yeah. okay. It's my passion. My masterpiece. And the guy will say, we can't... You can't put that in crap movie time. And I will say, how many of these did you make this year? Well, this is my third one this year. I was like, you made three films this year all about Sharknados, and you want us to say that this is quality? No. Like, sir, this it's is, February. Yeah. It's February. You know? <laughs> how much porn did you make, and then how many of these did you make? Come on. I'll pass. Thanks. You know, I mean, just do better sci-fi. Do better. This is why sci-fi is relegated to, like, the the halls of the nerds and weird. But people will watch that fucking gar- like garbage sitcoms and be like, oh, this is quality TV. Like, this makes me better than sci-fi people. No. You know, this is like, we believe in the future, that's all. It's all been downhill since they changed the spelling of their name. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. From actually the sci-fi channel to SYFY. Yeah, they're like, we're cool and hip. Yeah, trending, trending downwards. Basically. So there's a, regarding these crap movies. So I don't know if you guys have, you know, I'm sure you guys have noticed that sometimes when a movie is coming out in the movie theater, then all of a sudden a very similar movie will come out on TV or direct-to-DVD or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, or also in the movie theater like two weeks later. Well, yeah, that's but that's something else. <laughs> yeah. But specifically what I'm referring to is, okay, a big movie's coming out. It's going to be on the movie theater, boom. And then all of a sudden, a one just like it is about to air on the sci-fi channel. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. So that's a company. Uh, the company that does a lot of those is called The Asylum. Yeah. And they make these crap movies. Like, for instance, there was a movie called Battle Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. Right. And but then, well, Battle like Los Angeles is the actual is the actual real movie that came out in the movie theater. And then this crap company made the movie Battle of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, the poster and everything it looks very similar to the other one. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, it's the same thing, or it's very close. Or, you know, they're, like, basically riding the coattails of the other movie. You know? Yeah, I, I wonder if they're, like... And, I mean, obviously, um, society never ceases to amaze me that when I say people would never fall for that, and they do fall for that stuff, but do they, do they actually make those movies to catch people and get people to say, oh, this movie came out on TV, I'm going to watch it now? Like, can you... Who's that stupid? Like, who believes... That the movie that they're interested in seeing is now on TV. You know? I mean, this is right here on the, uh, so the Asylum on their Wikipedia entry. They fo- it's a company that focuses on producing low-budget direct-to-video films. The company has produced titles that capitalize on productions by major studios, often using film titles and scripts very similar to those of current blockbusters in order to lure customers. These titles have been dubbed mockbusters by the press. Um, they are perhaps best known for creating the Sharknado franchise. Mm-hmm. There you go. So it's the same company who makes kind of all these, all these crap. 
uh, movies. And he says, "Asylum has ha, the Asylum have never made any losses from their film productions." It's a weird phrase, but yeah, so yeah, it's never, really weird phrase. They've never lost any money from any of their their films. Oh yeah, they got they got sued for American Battleship, <laughs> <laughs> claiming infringement on the movie Battleship. That movie was so awful. It was. It was a bad movie. Mike, did you see it? Which one? Battleship. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. So, The Hobbit came out, and they made a movie called Age of the Hobbits, (laughs) later called Lord of the Elves. (laughs) Ah, That's great, man. I've seen a few of these because I would... My mom, on Saturday, she would just have the sci-fi... She'd be tuning around on TV and just find whatever movie... And nine times out of ten, she'd land on the sci-fi channel, and it'd be one of these crap movies on there. And I was like, what is this? She's like, I don't know. She was some <laughs> garbage. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. So I've seen a few of these. Like, there's one here they list. This is called The Apocalypse. Like, I've seen that. Um, I've seen a few of these, you know. Like, here's they have a- snakes on a train. Yeah. Oh, my God, <laughs> dude. Transformers. Pirates, Pirates of Treasure Island. Transmorphers. Transmorphers, yeah. I have that. (laughs) Alien versus Hunter. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man, these are great. Look, they have Invasion of the Pod People. Oh. Wow, that's funny. The Da Vinci Treasure. My God. We definitely need to review some of these movies. Oh, yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize how, how... much they made oh my god this yeah, list there's is like insane. a new one every week 666 the child <laughs> <laughs> michael you name that one here we go nazis at the center of the earth the hitchhiker Perfect. is that like iron sky probably it's been retitled like the opposite yeah it's it says what oh they have a i didn't even see this they have over here what is it based on? And over here, it's like Iron Sky. Perfect. Yeah, I didn't even see this over here. Oh, yeah, the other one you guys are talking about, Battleship, it's American Warships. Yeah, that's they changed the name that's to. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah, it says title change from American Battleship due to legal issues. <laughs> yeah, we, we just found a new segment yeah. going forward. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think we did. We'll work on this. Sorry, listeners. Y'all are fucked. No. Sorry, not yeah. sorry. Enjoy. Pretty much. Um, so yeah. Okay. I was going to put something in here, uh, about, um, the new Blade Runner movie, but it's not exactly close to coming out yet. So I think we'll wait to talk about that till it's a little, a little closer to, to the release date. It's going to come out sometime in October. So sure. Um, all right. So one the thing I saw here. Fast and Fierce. <laughs> oh my god so james has everyone knows james has the htc vive which is the um you know the the vr gaming system that attaches to a computer works with steam and there's actually a good number of games that are that have been released for it so i don't know if we told this story i think we did on the show that we we brought it over or we james brought it over to phil's house he had it hooked up to Phil's TV and everything, and Phil ended up breaking his television by accident by punching the screen yeah. while he was wearing the VR headset. 
because he was just basically too close to the screen. Um, so I found this this thing now, Settlers of Catan, which is one of Phil's favorite board games, is now coming to VR. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really fun board game. There's a lot of fun. I don't know how the problem with VR. I think I, I so I saw this one too, and actually I posted this in the in the chat before I saw Michael's and I deleted mine. But oh, um, I I I think my problem with this is is Settlers of Catan. One of the things that makes this game so excellent is the ability to play with others. Um, and anytime you add structure, uh. Anytime you add the structure of playing a, playing a board game on the computer, it t- it strips away a lot of the little side deals and things you can do from it. And anytime you add VR into the equation, it takes away from the playing with my friends aspect because you can't play. Well, you a, can't play with your friends in the same room, but you can no, play yeah. if we're all. Oh, well, you're in Sydney and I'm in London and Evans in Memphis and. How many people have you know. six or seven friends like that who all have VR headsets who all want to play well, Settlers of Catan? It's the it's the chicken That's of the, the egg, problem. you know. So you gotta you gotta start somewhere, you know. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm excited about it. I'll pick this up as soon as it comes out. But it's coming out for for Rift and uh, Gear VR for some fucking reason. So <laughs> I guess VR? Gear v- Gear VR means people can pl- everyone can play it. But yeah, so yeah, that's pretty much. That's the Samsung one, right? Yeah, I don't even understand that. So I guess it'll be on Android and the Rift. I do not understand why they're skipping Steam. I'm sure they'll come out with it at some point. Yeah, I'll be able to revive it or something. Get it? Revive? Huh? Huh? Yeah, yep, revive. Um, Anything else on that, Michael? That's all I got. All right, so I picked up a new game this week, uh, Osiris New Dawn. Uh, basically, it's a space exploration uh, survival game. Think of Conan Exiles, which I'm sure nobody plays but me. Um, think of Rust. Uh, well, Rust is like savage, but... Uh, basically, you wake up in in an escape pod. Your suit's torn. You're running out of air. You have like probably like a minute to fix your suit. This looks like um, the Martian, but yeah, it does look a lot like the Martian. And there are aspects of it that are the Martian, except for there's uh, there's hostile life on the planet. Um, the goal is to get into space, communicate with Earth, get missions and things like that on the planet, find out why, what happened to the other crew. You know, um, and there are de- there are some missions on the planet, stuff like that. And you build your way through a very expansive tech tree to get to through three possible, three different tech trees um, to get different skills and abilities. It's a lot of fun, honestly. It's a very enjoyable game. Um, the tech tree is well balanced. Um, the skill points are well balanced and, and easy slash hard to get. Um, you have to make strategic decisions to figure out, oh, should I buy this? Should I buy that on the tech tree? Um. Uh, this is a, I like I like games where you get to a point where you're like, in the beginning of the game, you could make a mistake that will make the game unplayable. You know, um, and this game, you could you could come to a point in the game where it's like you're just going to die. That's just how it is. You didn't save, and the game is done. Um, so. 
but there's ways to get yourself out of it if you're industrious enough. And I, that's what I like about this game. It's it, the game is not forgiving, but it is flexible. So that that's the nice thing about this game. It's a it's fun. It's enjoyable. There's good multiplayer. The balance is very good. The 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 AI and the mobs are very they're dangerous yet not. So you can you know they they are all gross alien things and they're scary as fuck and fast and they all want to kill you. Um, there is a Shai Halud there on the on the planet going ham, a sandworm, and it's massive and it can one shot you. I mean, when I say massive, I mean it's like a train. Like like if you took three trains, bundled them all together, and then had it flying out of the out of sand and into sand on top of your base, that's what it's like. Um, it's pretty massive. So pretty cool though. It's a fun game. I enjoy it. Uh, if you want something easy to play that you can get right into, this is a good one. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Um, okay, nothing in the yum update today. I guess none no. of us are eating anything healthy. Nope, we're we're all. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're all a little light on that section as we have been for the last month or so. Although we individually are not light. No, in I will that say, way, I will say this. I've been discussing with Michael, and I've been eating. Did I talk about the the box steaks from Walmart? No. So I've been buying steaks from Walmart. They come uh, frozen, five steaks in a box. They're ten dollars, mm-hmm. and they're not huge. They're they're mechanically. Uh, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, mechanically uh, processed or mechanically separated. Processed, uh, mechanically tenderized. Mechanically tenderized, what it says. Yeah, but um, honestly, I have steak and eggs every morning for breakfast, and I have a little piece of steak for dinner. It's the they have uh, New York strip and ribeye. It's not full. What's that? Ribeye and ribeye. Yeah. So I bought the ribeye and I bought the New York strip. Dude, the New York Strip is a, it's about, I mean, we're talking the size of a large burger, um, and the thickness, it's probably about um, half an inch thick, quarter of an inch thick, something like that, mm-hmm. um, or a little more than a quarter of an inch, but it ain't, it ain't, this is not a steak you're going to write home about, but for a quick, for something quick, if it's unthawed, this ain't bad, you know? Is it and like it, what you would find on a McDonald's? Uh, steak, egg, and cheese bagel, or steak a little bagel? bit, a little bit thicker. Yeah, okay. a little bit thicker, but uh, quite nice, quite quite nice actually. Um, so five five per box, five per box, and it's ten dollars for the box. Um, and I think it's worth the money. You know, you can, you know, I mean, it, you're talking well, to I looked, a person. I, look, I saw one of those boxes. It was like one point eight pounds or something like that. Yeah, per box. Yeah. So, so you're talking to a person who doesn't eat a lot of steak. Like I don't get to eat a lot of steak. Normally, it's pork or chicken. Just because steak is so expensive, um, the places I like to go to get it. So this is a great option for the me. Supermarket? No, I mean <laughs> I've got. Let's see what I've got. A Wegman's here. Wegman's is on the higher, sort of like mid to high tier of grocery store. And then I've got a, uh, I've got Trader Joe's and the other fancy. There's a Whole Foods here. Whole Foods might be changing now. But that's oh, yeah. what the situation is right now as far as my grocery stores around here. So there's no, like, Safeway, Piggly Wiggly. There's no place that has, like, kind of a low-budget, um, a lower-end butcher shop. So it's hard to get steak for cheap. This was a great cheap alternative and something I could easily throw in the skillet, 
put a little Montreal steak seasoning or just a little salt, a little pepper, or some seasoning, a little EVOO, grill it, you know, we're talking seven minutes tops, and a little flipping, throw some eggs in there, bam, got something nice, you know what I mean? So steak and eggs for breakfast, little eggs and some kind of vegetable for dinner. I mean, steak and some kind of vegetable for dinner. It's pretty good. I don't do steak every day, but it gives you some extra options. So I like that right now. So if somebody's looking for something fast, easy, cheap, and a little bit higher in than buying like some pre-made garbage, then the steak, the steak from Walmart from their freezer section is, I think, a good choice. A little step up from buying frozen burgers. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That for a similar like price. A, that seems like such a waste to me, but. What frozen the, burgers? The frozen burgers. I don't know. It seems like is it? Ex- it seems expensive to me. Is it? Not really. It's a little bit more expensive than buying fresh meat, but you know you can get like a an eight pack of uh, quarter pound burgers for you know seven fifty or something like that, hmm. which is you know three you know we'll say three fifty a pound. Yeah. Well, that's not bad, I guess. It's already um, pre-portioned. You don't need to thaw it or anything. Just well, you need toss to thaw it in the pan. It. No. You don't need to thaw it? Uh-uh. Just toss it in the pan. Yeah. Hmm. I'm. You know, that could depend on what brand. But if you get, you know, the Walmart Great Value frozen burger patties, just toss it in the pan for, you know, flip it a couple times every two to four minutes or so, season as you see fit, and chew. <laughs> chew. Chew. <laughs> Put it in your mouth and yeah. chew. Like, okay. And then swallow. Like, you know. <laughs> Instructions unclear. Uh, this this conversation just reminded me of a conversation I was having either yesterday or the day before at work with someone. We were talking about salads, as in like tuna salad, egg salad, mm-hmm. ham salad. Right? Seafood salad. Seafood salad. Thank you. See, we missed one. Um, then I was like, they were Potato like, what salad. About, and, and, you know, they were talking about, of course my, you know, my love, AKA hate of Turkey came up. Yeah. And they're like, you could have Turkey salad. I was like, when have you ever seen Turkey salad? I was like, that's not a thing, you know, like chicken salad, Turkey salad. You know, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I guess it could be a thing, but I've never seen that, you know? Um, I've never seen it at a deli counter either. Probably more of the, uh kind of thing that needs a, a grandma's touch home, homemade but then we we went down a path and we we're like i they said what about using hamburger cut it up <laughs> mix it with mayonnaise <laughs> then i said what about steak <laughs> take a steak cook it up then chop it up maybe put it in the i was gonna say the blender but the food processor for a minute you know, 30 seconds or something. Yeah. And then mix some mayonnaise. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a oh. good point. What what sort of, where do you draw the line in right. terms of meat selection to be able to salad something? I'm using salad as a verb. Because <laughs> <laughs> then, then they were, they were Googling, they're like beef salad, but that, uh, that was like a salad porn site. It was, yeah. oh, geez. but no, it ended up being a salad with beef in it. You know, I was like, no, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> that's, that's different. So quick, quick interruption from our beef salad conversation. Um, I yum, just yum. Did, did a little Googling. 
mechanically tenderized meat isn't great for you. It's not. No. <laughs> you need to cook it very thoroughly, which I don't. So what yeah. does mechanically tenderized mean exactly? Well, it uses blades to drive to drive like to 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 tenderize the meat like a, like a row of blades or or pikes or whatever you want to call them or needles but it can drive the e coli deeper into the meat so if you eat your meat medium rare or or rare or something like that then more than likely you're going to get the e coli right into the right into right, your bowel no right into the part that's not going to get cooked right mm-hmm. and then so, into your bowel yeah so i i normally eat my meat pretty rare I mean, yeah, you got to cook it more. You got to cook it more. Uh, I don't. I, I. I. will probably continue to buy this, but I'll probably cook it way better now. Um, I have a feeling that because it's been so processed, even a well done piece of this meat will still be pretty tender. I mean, every time I've had it, it's been tender as fuck. Yeah. So, but you've been having it basically raw. I've been ha- not raw, no, but okay. I mean I've been having it. It's medium, you know. It's medium, a warm peak center, you okay. know. So. Like warm apple pie. Mm. That mm-hmm. mm. But yeah, shallow and pedantic. Anywho, back yeah. to beef salads. I mean, right. I'm pretty much done with that topic, but well, I'm glad yeah. you. I'm glad you looked up the uh, the information on your steaks there. Pic- I wanted to find a picture of the thing. But I couldn't find it. You know they sell essentially the same thing at uh, the dollar store? Yeah. They sell like a four ounce quote unquote ribeye or New York strip for a dollar. I actually tried one once. Don't bother. <laughs> it's it's bad. So I've bought ham steaks from the dollar store when Tastes I've been like really chemicals. broke. Yeah. I mean, I normally cut them up and then throw them in like in some kind of goulash. I, I like dice them to nothingness and then throw them mm-hmm. in goulash, you know, because they're they're not. It's not good to eat things like that on their own. <laughs> yeah, it's like what you eating? Ham steak on a fork? Anything yeah. else? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, so we... I might have to try out a uh, a a. A beef salad, a steak salad. You know, by your definition or by a normal person's definition? By the definition we were just discussing. So, pulverize it, mix it with mayonnaise and seasoning. Well, I don't know about seasoning, but sure. You got to season your salad. I mean, you. What do you think? S- chicken salad is just chicken and mayonnaise? No, that's all my tuna is. <sighs> What would you put in it? Look, dude, put in some celery salt, maybe some cracked black pepper. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look, okay, we need to have this conversation offline because I distinctly remember, and I, it might be this week's intro, You, we had a discussion about the last thing you cooked, and the last thing you cooked was egg salad, and I wanted to congratulate you, but I couldn't do that in my heart because you googled how to boil an egg and I just couldn't well I gotta know when it's ready okay <laughs> anyway yeah we'll look, in, look into some seasonings yeah okay <sighs> I will okay. I will not do that no I will 
We'll talk about it offline, like you yeah. said. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, I just got a super random thing I came across. I was probably found it on Reddit, you know, Reddit slash random, whatever. Um, a comic book character whose real name is Floyd Belkin, who is known as Arm Fall Off Boy in the DC Comics universe. His first appearance was in Secret Origins Volume 2, number 46, from December 1989. I'll read you the first sentence of his biography. Arm Fall Off Boy has the ability to detach his own limbs, which he can then use as blunt weapons. Mm. <laughs> I've had to beat them to death with their own shoes. <laughs> but that's another story entirely. Oh my god. I'm looking at the comic book from this, the comic book photo from this, yeah. and the the bottom panel, it shows him pulling his arm off and it's like plorp. That's the sound. <laughs> plorp. Yep. P-L-O-R-P. Plorp. <laughs> Yep, that's like the uh, the old uh, Batman TV show. Exactly. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's funny. This is one of DC's darker darker days here. Arm so many unrecognized boy. treasures in comic book history. Oh yes. <laughs> Mike. Michael. Speak. The thing you like about high school girls. Well, I think we all know the thing. No. So I keep getting older. They stay the same age. Exactly. So we, I briefly mentioned this last week and I just wanted to put this article in here. If anyone wants to read more about it, the issue about child marriage in the United States. So according to a report, more than 200,000 children, some as young as 13 were married between 2000 and 2015 in the United States. Um, most of the time the person being married is, or the, the underage person is a girl and it's usually someone who's usually to a man who's much older. So normally something that would be very creepy and wrong if so all of a sudden it's okay because they're married. Um, there's only three states where it's completely illegal. Um, I believe so. Uh, so marriage, with no exception, has to be eighteen or older, right? No exceptions. The only three states that have done that is Virginia, Texas, and New York. Hmm. Every other state, um, there's it's some flexible. variation. Some variation of how what age someone can be. Some as low as fourteen, thirteen. Now, isn't isn't statutory rape a universal, uh, like a federal law, or no? Well, it probably I is, but so. I mean, it it's See, state, state would, laws I, would apply. I thought I imagine that would trump the ability to get married at twelve, because marriage implies a sexual relationship, and statutory. I guess marriage trumps that. You can't. Oh yeah, you can't rape your wife, right? Well, you can then rape your wife. Well, it depends, violence. right? Unless you're in North Carolina, I mean, I think. they say you but... can't. <laughs> Jesus, they, yeah, I mean, they, they, they. I thought they passed a law that said you can rape your wife. No, no, no. Like it's allowed. No, no. I mean, no. I mean, but I mean, it's a thing. Like you can, you can rape. Oh, someone you're in oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, yeah. it's okay and been been approved, <laughs> been approved but... by law. <laughs> no. It's been officially <laughs> sanctioned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. It's. Well, that was a big thing, and actually, yeah, they had to pass a law to to say, "Hey, this is not cool." 
I think in the eighties or early nineties or something. Um, about that. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously they they use the word rape, but having sex with a minor is even if it's consensual, I guess it's called statutory rape, right? Unless it's like a four year old. But I guess the, the parents if the parents cool. approve of you if you marry your daughter off and you're like, This is cool, I'm fine with this. Um, then and the daughter's like, I don't wanna be whatever <laughs> but it's too late. Um, mm-hmm. I guess there's nobody if if her if her uh guardians won't say anything, then I guess she doesn't have any recourse, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Honestly. Yeah. It doesn't seem like any of this is good. <laughs> no. Like, I don't I, see the upside. There's no upside, you know? <laughs> this is not a story you should look for an upside in. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, but these girls are being saved, you know, or whatever. Like, yeah. no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, yeah, there's guys, too, getting married. Like, a lot, of, honestly, a lot of it is, like, you know, like, two kids in high school, and they, you know, like, the boyfriend got his girlfriend pregnant, and they get married, you know? A lot of it is that, which also usually ends... The the marriage usually ends anyway. Also, but um, I mean, and that's not as you know, I'll say bad, but yeah, it's more the the very young girls getting married to older men, which is just weird. Age is just a number, Mike. Yeah, right. We're talking about true love here. I don't think so. <laughs> I know that, I know true that, love, Evan, and that's not it. That is factually inaccurate. Exactly. So, yeah, so this article is kind of long, but uh, anyone who's interested on the topic, take a look. It's it's very interesting. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next up, there's an article here. Uh, I just thought this was funny, although it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. But a woman, a woman uh, was shopping at Walmart. And they got into a, she got in a fight with another woman for, they both reached for like the last notebook on the shelf or some shit, like shopping for school supplies, like back to school. And w- one of the women, she pulled a gun. <laughs> She's like, back off. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, that's fucking great. Freedom. <laughs> that's right. So, you know, I put in here America, you know, cause that's, that's what it is. Was it like a desert eagle? I don't think so. There's a video of it. <laughs> okay. I'm watching the video here. Care to share some commentary? Last notebook. <laughs> she pulled the gun. Everyone's like, everyone starts backing away immediately. Like, yeah. oh, oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what I would do too. I'd be like, "Oh shit, it just turned real." <laughs> okay, so here, here's a, here's a great example of how which woman pulled the gun—the one on the pink. I look like she was wearing white to me, but I don't know. Wearing white. What's going on, people? Hmm. All right, good stuff. What do we got next? Dude, I love the the black guy. He's like, whoop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the black guy, he's like, he's like, whoop, seen enough. <laughs> it's it's right behind, there's a guy in a Walmart thing, in a yellow Walmart thing, and then right behind him, right beyond him, is the woman who pulls the gun. It look, to me, it looks like she's wearing a white shirt and 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beige pants or something. Yeah, so, okay, so I was going to defend her, but now that I see where she's standing, she's just, like, the worst type of gun owner. Because I thought it was the woman in the pink on the floor, because that woman in the pink looked like, from her perspective, things are about to go very wrong. Like, she's surrounded by people fighting over a fucking notebook. And I, if I was her, I could see her feeling genuine fear. But, like, that woman on the outside is, like, way on the outside and has no reason to be pulling a gun on anybody. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, so uh, what else we got, Michael? Doom and gloom. So yeah, this is this is funny. This is someone uh, rounded up a bunch of articles that say that how, how you know millennials are just the worst, right? So it's millennials are killing the beer industry, and they just put like all these articles here. So millennials are killing the beer industry, killing chains like Buffalo Wild Wings and Applebee's. Uh, psychologically scarred millennials are killing dozens of industries, and it's their parents' fault. Millennials are killing the napkin industry, they're killing the golf industry, killing the car industry, killing home ownership. Uh, millennials could be a problem for America's most iconic motorcycle brand, <laughs> and it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Millennials are killing it. <laughs> Huh. It's pretty hilarious. Jeez. So yeah, it's just like let's just blame everyone for the you know it's so it's fucking stupid. I'm sure you guys have been seeing those articles here and there, and the, yeah, and the responses I... to them. Yeah, sometimes. I don't, I, dude. I don't get it. I just don't get it. You know, there's every generation. There's like. Every generation, there's some group we hate. There's some some Gen X, those scumbags, you know? I saw a good list. Of, it might have been on the Chive, where it was like, you know, all these different things about millennials and, and responses to them. It was it was pretty great. How the baby boomers ruin the economy? Could be. Could be. That sounds familiar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's keep it moving here. What do we got? So this is a, a long article, but I, I, I just wanted to put it in here in case anyone wants to check it out. It was on medium.com, uh, The Intercept. And Donald Trump and the coming fall of the American empire. Now, it doesn't in here, it doesn't say that it's Donald Trump's fault, but they say that the fact that Donald Trump is president is one of the byproducts of the erosion of of America basically as a as a global dominating force um but also they believe that the author writes that uh believes may accelerate the US's decline so basically this is about a book that just came out um and it says how China is set to surpass the influence of the U.S. globally, both militarily and economically, by the year 2030. I believe economically. I don't, I mean, I know China has a large military. And I know this is not necessarily the point of this, but I don't think they will surpass the U.S. in military force or capability 
Yeah, it's it's pretty much. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's a known fact, but it's pretty much been said that their their military, being that it's a a forced civilian military, is, uh, it's large, but not not the best. It is not is not a great military by any stretch of the imagination. Well, also, um, and like we we just have so much more equipment, I guess. You know, like. Yeah. I think of a higher, higher quality, higher level. I mean, they, well, that they, too. Well, how yeah. many aircraft carriers does China have? You know, yeah, like one, one or two or five. No, and we have like fifteen in our something. I mean, or whatever we have. One. We got battle groups. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not worried about our military power. I, I, what I worry about is the, I worry about is us killing ourselves from the inside, and then the country being in a state where, you know, we can't adequately defend ourselves. You know, and I hate to say this because I'm I'm reading a, one of the books that I was reading this week that I'm just finishing now is called. I mean, I love this like prepper shit, right? I love all these prepper books. Let me let me just say that before I. <laughs> I was gonna say, James, are you uh are you gonna join a militia? Let me paraphrase here. <laughs> so it's called the uh, the Borrowed World series um, by Franklin Horton, and in this book, terrorist strike. Basically, they strike the weakened infrastructure. They 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 use mortars um, to blow up the dams, and they use uh, the blow up dams, bridges, and nuclear facilities, and basically wreak general havoc. And they target all the major oil refineries in America. So, like fifteen or twenty oil refineries, thirty five bridges, or something like that. And they hit them all in one night. And uh, Almost like seventy percent of the country loses power. Um, it's just, it's just a cascading failure. It's a fire sale. Well, the cascading failure <laughs> is a cascading failure occurs in the book, and then the thing is, so all this stuff is happening. But if you think about it, there's lots of enemies out there of this country. So if we divide our, we allow ourselves to be divided. We allow ourselves to fall apart. Then we have enemies out there who will take advantage. You know, Russia being one of them. China being one of them, you know. So we kind of got to be. I, that's what I, only thing I worry about about Trump and and we got to tighten our shit up now. Yeah, I mean, we'll you know we just gotta uh, we're gonna have to suck it up during this Trump shit. I mean, this is it's done. If it'd be one thing if they were like, oh, he didn't win the popular vote, so we should just keep fighting to get him out of office. But no one's gonna change that. No one cares. No one's gonna make any difference about it. So we just got to suck it up and keep it moving. And do better, and just try to live it through these four years. He's not going to make it to eight, you know. He doesn't want to, and nobody wants him there, you know. So we just gotta, we just gotta uh, survive. He keeps on campaigning like he, like he is. Yeah, but he's not gonna. He can't win another four years. There's no way. No fucking way. No yeah, fucking way. Yeah, that's what we all said the first time, dude. If if he starts look, a new war, he'll stay in. No. I don't think so. If he starts a new war, it'll be a fucking riot. It's apparently it's quite rare for a change of presidents to occur during a war, unless yeah, it's you know, of course, their time's up. But I think he's viewed as is is generally incompetent, and I, I think agree. people <laughs> wouldn't want that kind of leadership during a war. I you think know? his he's, approval he's the, rating is like thirty percent now, or, or yeah, something. He, he's the kind of president that gets you gets you nuked. You know, or, or gets gets you nuking. Yeah, we have talked about this before, but we mentioned 
in his early days of being briefed by, you know, the chiefs of staff and, and military advisors, he essentially said, what's the point in having nuclear weapons if we can't use them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not an automatic disqualifier for being president. Apparently. It's 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 scary times we live in, honestly. Hey, you know? Evan, if I was president, you better watch the fuck out, all right? All right, I'll remember that. I'm not saying take, you personally, but... I'll take I will you nuke you personally. <laughs> yeah. You will come home, and there will be an ICBM in your fucking bed with the sheets pulled over it. <laughs> That's right. It's, It'll ju- it's jutting from... out of the out of your out of your yeah. wall into yeah. the into the backyard thirty feet. <laughs> like man, this room is really cramped for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good though. The ICBM housing will always be warm. That 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 plutonium that U U twenty thirty eight or whatever is very warm. It puts off lots of ambient heat, so that's nice. Notice me, senpai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, good times. So yeah, it's scary. It's scary. He- heady times we're living in now. Very, Watch your very, ass, Evan. Very scary. <laughs> Whatever. We're all gonna die anyways. Doesn't matter when. <laughs> doesn't matter when. Huh. All right. We're not getting out of this alive, Mike. Well, the thing is, we got to tool up. You know, we've discussed this. We got to tool up. <laughs> you, you, you guys know? might be pleased to know. I've sent you a couple of links. It's like I have in the group chats. You know the the. Uh, the YouTube video of like the most well-armed man in America. Yeah, I saw that. We should visit his range in Colorado Springs at some point. But I have been looking at uh, AR kits and fully assembled rifles and, and that kind of stuff. So it's tempting. Yeah. I've definitely spent more money on uh, shit that I use less. So Yeah, yeah. I think it's worth worth picking up, you know? I think I think a few and I mean this this book is a great example. I mean this guy he I mean he's a prepper for sure, but like he's just talking about the shit that he has and a lot of the books I I read or listen to about prepping, the guy main characters have crazy stuff like tons of crazy cool shit. That you're like nobody would have that, but this guy's just a regular guy, which is regular stuff. He's like yeah, I got some candy bars, I got some this, I got a pair of binoculars, like basically. I carry just about everything he carries, minus he carries a water filter in his car and a, a night vision and, and a cheap set of $129 night vision goggles, you know? Um, and I don't have anything like that, but I have a sleeping bag, a tent, emergency water, first aid kit, um, a survival kit, flash, like two flashlights, you know? And I, I think that's like basic stuff. Like, I think it's like basic. Like you go out, to, like there's snowstorms in America that you could literally be stranded for days, you know, mm-hmm. not where I live, not where you live, not where Michael lives, but in America that happens. Well, so like we there's basic, we, we've had storms here. You could be stranded for a couple sure. of days. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's, there's basic preparedness stuff that I think most Americans think, no, we don't have to do that. And we are all depending on the fact that just in time shipping and the police are going to get to us you know and for every prepared person there's five thousand unprepared people who are like if the shit hit the fan they'd be like have they'd have no food no water and they'd be having to feed their families and guess what they're going to do it at the cost of yours so something to think about you know let's all get paranoid 
Trump is here. The end days have come. Well, okay. So what do you have in your in your car? You said a tent, tent, sleeping, sleeping bag. bag. Any food? Um, no, I don't have any food. I have I have some like I have like you know I think there's a Cliff Bar or something. Might I remind you, gentlemen, that almost all of us have essentially a year's worth of sustenance on our bodies. Yeah, if only that's how bodies worked. It is how they work. We talked about this. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Fasting, whatnot. You could do it, James. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. All right. Uh, I, I, do have, I don't care. I, no, I do have MREs, so I could put a uh, MRE in my car pretty easily. Eat this, dummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that reminds me. I have a first aid kit that I don't know how to use and a reflective jacket. Okay, well, that's something. Mm-hmm. That's a start. Yeah. Any weapons? Uh, I have a knife. I have a a, a SOG knife. Oh, that's nice. a good knife. Yeah. SOG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Michael says, I've lost better knives. <laughs> I actually have, but no, okay. No. Where's that? Where's the, where's the AK-47 I gave you? Do you lose that? Is it gone? It is not lost. I. Th- it's either in the car or it's in my backpack right here. That I'm is not sure. exactly what lost means. No. It is somewhere. Yeah, but right now I lost. just have this cheap <laughs> shitty knife that uh, that has the fire starter thing on it. Oh, that's a good. Oh one. yeah, that's a good knife though. I yeah. ordered another Mora knife, so I might put that in my car also. That's a good knife. I just picked up a Gerber, uh, Gerber skeletonized Gerber knife. I forgot what it's called, but I just picked one of those up. I saw at the store when I was looking at a knife. I bought a knife for Dave for his birthday. I bought him a, a multi tool. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, bitch. Yeah. Oh, bitch. <laughs> um, so I bought him a multi tool, and I and I went there and I saw that knife, and I picked up one of those for me. And then I went on I went on eBay and I found you could buy like a box of seventeen of them for ten dollars. So, eh, lesson learned. But uh, yeah, it was ten dollars. It's a oh, nice yeah. little, nice little folder. I've been looking I, at lots of knives here, uh, James. On yeah, on that's eBay. what I was looking at. Lots of knives. Yeah, but um, yeah. This, so there's some. I mean, you know, there's some TSA lots. But uh, this in this Michael in in this book, the guy carries a an LCP, which is one of those a Beretta LC is a is a Beretta LCP. It's Beretta a tiny LCP. gun. You is that is that it? It's a tiny gun you looked at. Beretta LCP. Yeah, it's a tiny gun that I think it's it's maybe it might be a Beretta. It's something LCP. That's his daily carry gun. A Ruger LCP. Ruger LCP. That's his daily carry gun. What's well, like we, a four shot, forty five caliber or something? Uh, I think it's like maybe seven shots or something. But it's like a, that. it's not a nine. It's a three eighty. Three eighty. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a very small um, yeah. gun. It's probably like five or six shots or something. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's they also carry. make a nine millimeter model, but it's slightly larger. Yeah. Do you know who makes a very reliable 380 handgun? Who? High Point Firearms. I was going to say High Point. <laughs> I swear to God, I hate you so much. Do not buy a High Point Firearm, anyone. That's like the sci-fi channel of firearms. Apparently, the shotgun to buy is a Maverick 88. Why is that? Because it is made... Maverick is actually another brand... By Benelli? Um, yeah, is it Benelli? Who makes them? Oh, Mossberg. Oh, okay. So Maverick is a brand from Mossberg. So a, Ma- a Maverick 88 is like the same as a Mossberg 500. 
Hmm. But like way cheaper. And it's like the same freaking gun. It's like Lexus Toyota kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yep. And there's even a video here of uh, a Maverick 88 Wild Bill Hickok here. Hickok well, 45. For yeah. So that's not bad. Rebrands are rebrands are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, James, going back to the knives, uh, see how there's a lot of lots on eBay of knives confiscated by the TSA. Really? So it's like 50 knives for 90 bucks. Buy it now, free shipping. Hmm. I thought they just melted them down or put them in a landfill. No, they sell that stuff. Got to yeah. subsidize the harassment. That's right. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of knives up here. So, lots. Lots cool. of lots. But yeah, so, good times. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we, we, we still have to do... There's two episodes that I want to do, and you guys can let us know how you feel about this. Um, by you guys, I mean you, Ed. Can let us know how you feel about this. Um, well, no, no, no. I, I just want you guys to know we have we have at least three listeners, if not more. So one of you three, we have Orion. This episode, Ed and Jeff. There you go. We know all our listeners. By hey now, guys, we're those types of guys. Hey guys, what's up? Ugh. <laughs> so we. I want to do an episode. Ugh. I want. Stop. I want to do an episode on Moist. Uh, prepping. Well, a prepping episode for sure. Um, but I also want to do an episode on the universal income. Yeah. Because a bunch of on- economists are talking about how that's so great and it's the future. And I don't think it is. But I want to have a, do an episode on that. So, And what's your degree in? Um, He's a common sense fucker. No. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got it. All right. So anyway, let, let me. Uh, well, I'll move on to my little bit here, and then we'll we'll close up shop for the day. Porque, so, um, this is <laughs> yeah. So this is I. I just saw this at the last minute today before the show, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna rant about this like a fucking champ. So basically, uh, there's a book called Phasma by De- by Delia S. Dawson. Um, Delilah. Whatever, Delilah S. Dawson, um, Journey into Star Wars: The Last Jedi. So, uh, Journey to Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Um, so this is like some in between thing, a little cash grab to take advantage between before the movie comes out. Um, and it's a backstory for Captain Phasma. Basically, they probably don't have time or in the movie or the energy to release information to to do a good ba- thorough backstory. So they're releasing it in book format for the uber nerds to watch or and read here's the thing about captain phasma captain phasma was hyped up as this you know Bri- as brianne of tarth's futuristic um character and we were gonna love it and she was gonna be we we're gonna be like they had her in her fucking gear and she's all shiny and stuff she goes into the fucking comms room gets clubbed in the head and opens the lets the opens the gate and she's just this ineffectual turd and then you're like okay what was all the hype about captain captain phasma captain phasma she's a badass you know she wears a cape and she's a chick we know she's a chick not a clone we're like this is cool no lame it's just lame and now they're like her backstory who gives a shit she's a fucking clone trooper she's like 
look forward three two seven eight nine. You know, I mean, it's just they could have done so much more for her, and now they they throw this on the fly shit at us to cash grab and try to build some story. So I guarantee you there'll be stuff in the movie that's coming out that you'll need you'll know more and be more educated about her character's motivations if you read this book. I hate that about American cinema, and I wish they wouldn't be so fucking lazy. You know, people say whatever they want about anime or Japanese movies or TVs. Japanese people know how to educate you about a character's backstory and bring you on board right from the beginning. It's tedious when it happens, but once it's done and they carry you through this emotional journey of this character and you truly understand them, it's a great time and you're so glad they did it. Here we do stuff like this and it's always bad and poorly executed. And, you know, if you wanted to say this character has some powerful thing going on where we're supposed to care about her and think that she's important or of of, of important part of the story then give her some lines in the first movie that make us scratch our head and be like what's her motivation but instead she's like a fucking prop and it ruins the character at least for me the character's totally ruined so i don't know what's gonna happen that was my fucking rant for the day i'm just really annoyed by the whole thing when i saw this i just it threw me into a fucking rage (laughs) For no reason. I'll probably get the book anyway, just because. <laughs> well, your opinion is appreciated. Yeah. Any thoughts, anyone? Any takers? Um, I really hadn't thought. I uh, When I first saw the trailer, um, I was excited to see a stormtrooper in like a giant chrome outfit. And then it was a woman and was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then really gave that character no thought after her scene. Yeah, basically. And, okay, do you know why? Here's my opinion about why anybody cared about her. Because she came, they brought her in to this right after two seasons of Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones, played by Gwendolyn Christie. They gave, Gwendolyn Christie was on a fucking high. She was making tall bitches look like bad bitches. Like, like, like she was, she was putting tall chicks on the fucking map. Okay. Like tall was cool again because of her. And so I think they just kind of cherry picked her and said, this is a great, she'd be a great person for this character, you know, and people will relate the Game of Thrones fame. And basically they rode the Game of Thrones coattails of Brienne of Tarth, that character into here. You know, and then they did nothing with her and made her a forgettable character you don't give a shit about. You know, there's nothing nothing questionable. There's no questions. There's no challenges to her character. She just goes in. She's a chooch. Basically, a weak-willed chooch. At least she could have been like, I'll never tell you anything and gets clubbed in the head or shot or something, you know? But instead, she just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so she's basically a weak bad guy. That's how they made her seem. You know, she's a bad guy with no backbone. You know, and you'd think she's a silver suit. Like, I feel like they did a really piss poor job. They didn't sell her, you know, and they they didn't make her seem like she has any grit or or will or, you know, anything you want to see in a bad, bad guy, you know, like tough as nails. You can't break me. I'm honorable, but I'm your enemy. Like, she doesn't have any of that. She just seems like this flimsy, wet noodle in a fucking nice metal suit who just bends at the slightest bit of pressure. From the from honestly the fucking weak willed excuse my language gay guys out there but faggy rebellion those mm. guys have always been fucking noodle dicks 
and they're not hardcore at all and how they can fucking continue to rebel against the mighty empire i do not know because they're just fucking pathetic anyway sorry wow james tell us how you really feel <laughs> i mean you know what i mean think about the think about he's the, like finally someone had the courage to say it <laughs> Think about how, think about Fuck that. Fuck the rebellion. Long live the empire. Whoa. No, think, <laughs> dude, think about it. Think about it. The rebellion, if you saw, if you were standing there and you saw the rebellion versus the empire, who do you think has the stones to win? The empire? Yeah. And I guarantee you ask anybody, like, who would do what it takes you to know win? Those British the empire. Yeah. British people know how to run an empire, dude. That's true. But do they spend all their time running the empire that they don't have enough time to concentrate on wiping out the rebel scum? Mm. That's true, too. Or maybe there's a larger... There's a larger political picture that we don't see, which is the same reason why the United States has the largest military in the world, but, you know, there's still an ongoing war on terror and whatnot. Well, that's just that's that's, just that's real thing, life. That's, that's not the sci fi fantasy. That's just silly. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't, can't have I don't we see have how you can make that on, parallel. We have a war on hunger. You know, not even that. Terrorism's an idea. <laughs> yeah. That's what a terrorist or would drugs. Say. At least that's a thing, sort of. But Yeah. Just saying. Just putting it out there. There's there's a lot we don't know. We'll have to wait for the 17 new books and 12 new movies. There are known unknown. No, all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking about that. All right. So anyway, it's been a pleasure. You guys have anything else? I do not. Thank you. Um, only thing I'm gonna say is Eid Mubarak. What? God is good. Praise Eid Allah. The... Eid Mubarak isn't that the guy who runs Turkey? No, yeah, I that, thought that too. I was like, "Isn't that a uh, isn't that a brutal dictator?" But um, actually, that's Hosni Mubarak. He was the president of Egypt for like thirty years. Yeah. Uh, Eid Mubarak is like is what people who say after the the Hajj. Oh, is the Hajj passed? Yeah, it just it just ended. Well, I guess we can all go off our fast. Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck? Well, that's uh, that's Ramadan. That's something else. Exactly. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Hodge. Hodge, these <laughs> nuts! No, I'm just kidding. There's nothing wrong with being Muslim. I'm sorry I'm not anti-Muslim. I just don't care about your religion. <laughs> He's just values. anti-religion. I'm anti-religion, yes. Um, so, uh, all right. It's been an absolute pleasure to bring you guys this show this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Please let us know what we can do better by sending us an email at iopanelpodcast.gmail.com. At gmail.com. Hmm. Nope. Nope. That's, that's a new one. It's testing you to see what you guys were <laughs> on the ball. Feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. iopanelpodcast.zxy.zxy.porn.xxx. Um, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. Uh, uh, iopanelpodcast at iopanelpodcast on Twitter. Evan, don't just look down and not help me here. I'm ignoring you. Have to you feed me fucking lines. <laughs> I'm ignoring you. We've been doing this for like 19 months, James. 
I zone out by this point, and then I need you to feed me lines. Should we cancel? Are we done? Are we calling an end to this podcast in its nope. entirety? No, 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 the no. idea. Michael is printing the printing the information for me here. That's un- I find that unacceptable. I demand oh. a minimum amount of effort. I this is the minimum amount of effort. <laughs> this is literally the minimum amount of effort. <laughs> <sighs> okay, 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 okay. Okay. Well, at any rate, IslePanelPodcast.com's website. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, we're kind of on Facebook, but we don't really do a whole lot of stuff there. Um, Facebook is facebookcom slash IslePanel. Uh, we on YouTube? Yeah, there's like two videos up there because we don't do any live, any uh, live recordings. We should probably do that again. Uh, okay. Well, well, maybe, maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do our economics episode live. Um, and then at Isle Pile Podcast, I think those are the two most live places we're at. So check us out there, guys. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we will see you next week. Next week. Oh, there we'll is the- one more thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, James. There's one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, I'm going to be putting the link on our website to our new Patreon page. Sorry, oh, yeah. Patreon. So if you like what we're doing, uh, go to our Patreon link and uh, throw us some scratch. You know, um, doesn't have to be a lot. A couple bucks will do. But uh, whatever you can spare would be greatly appreciated. Anything to amp up Evan's level of frustration. It is <laughs> already in the social life section, uh, as per your request earlier this week. Well, there you go. Done and done. Yeah, See so that, Patreon and Amazon affiliate link. I forgot about that. That's on our website also, so check it out. Um, but as I was saying, it's it's been a pleasure, guys. And next week, the book review will be next week. Michael and I are horrible schlubs. We did not finish the book. I did not start the book, although I did buy it. So I will read the book this week, and we'll talk about it. Uh, Evan has told us nothing but good things so far, so excited about that. And then Michael will set up his book for the rest of the month next week. So uh, exciting stuff, and we'll see you guys next time.
away.